This is Allie. And this is Sage. And this is us on the This Too Much podcast. Yay! Welcome to season two, episode 11, The Fifth Wheel. I'm very excited. I can't believe we're so far in. I know. I can't believe we're this far in either. I will tell you, I, I accidentally watched the recap because I didn't hit it fast enough and it's like they wanted to irritate me before starting the episode <laughs> because the recap, the first thing you see is Kevin whining at the pool and Jack's like, why did you pretend to drown yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, this is what I've been saying. This episode, this episode brings you. it to light, okay? <laughs> Listen. The whole time I kept thinking, yeah, Sage is right. Sage is right. Because the back half of the recap was Kevin's breakdown outside when he lost his necklace, um, which hurt my soul. But you go from like young Kevin to older Kevin. But man, I I don't love this episode, but I some of it I love. Yeah. I like actually like I said, like a lot of parts of this episode. One thing that I like kind of disliked I'll give it to you now is I felt like they spent a lot of time in this like therapy session and I just felt like it was like a little bit like boring maybe I mean except for the super heavy parts that were hot and you know crazy but there was like some in-betweens where they're just like talking. I don't know. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I think Mm -hmm. we could definitely let's delve into it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm ready for your sage synopsis for our synopsis this week. This is season two, episode 11, the fifth wheel. The Pearsons come together for a family session at Kevin's rehab, leaving Beth, Toby, and Miguel to have a bonding session of their own. Jack surprises the family with a vacation at the cabin. Okay, first of all, I didn't understand why it was called the fifth wheel until now, but I just counted the beers. There's five of them, if you didn't know. Yeah, now I I understand. Thank you so much. What an idiot. Also, I had one of my famous Allie misremembered this. Oh, yeah. I kind of feel like I did too. Wait, what did I think happened? I thought the cabin was the cabin that they're in during Pilgrim Rick. Okay. Oh, I don't know why that is what I thought. Okay. Like Pilgrim Rick is in like when they get like stranded. Thanksgiving when the like heat doesn't work. I was thinking like that motel. Yes. Like this is their cabin that they bought. Like, I, and I still thought that watching it this time. And then this episode, I was like, wait a second. I'm not right at all. So wasn't this cabin like Jack's boss's? And they yeah. were staying there. So do they end up buying the yes, cabin? Or there is an episode that like briefly mentions that because they're there again. Right. Well, and then they end up like living or like summering, I guess, yeah. at this cabin like frequently. Yes. Yeah. So. I think like every year they go. Right. So I, th- I think that they end up buying it as their own. So Which Pittsburgh to the Poconos is quite a hike, by the way. Yeah. It's like five or six hours. Yes, probably. That's a long way. 
Yeah. Um, so should we get into the episode? I think we should. Okay. So we're at a flashback first. Rebecca and Kate are playing Monopoly. Mm-hmm. And then sweet little Randall comes in. We see Randall with glasses for the first time, which mm-hmm. is so cute. And um, he's like, yeah, I can't wait to wear these to school and have all the kids call me Urkel. I know. Aww. And Rebecca's like, they definitely won't do that. And Kate's like, no, they definitely will. <laughs> I mean, they definitely will. Kate's right. So maybe I know it sucks, but like, also I'm kind of like kids are mean like I feel like by telling them that they're not gonna by telling him that they're not going to be mean right setting him up for failure I feel like at that age where Randall's at a lot of kids my age had glasses at that point in time yeah like nine like I feel like people had glasses at that point um and then Kate asks for a cookie and Rebecca's like we've both which I this part this piece like where she's like we both had a lot of cookies like maybe we should have something else do I think suggesting to cut up an apple is like the greatest idea ever? No, but like she didn't bother me as much in that moment. Yeah. But like, I'm still like, if Kevin asked for another cookie, would you talk to him? Which I have an example later where she doesn't talk to Kevin about something. Um, But that bothered me a little bit. And then Jack comes home and he's like, we're going to a cabin in the Poconos. Everybody get ready without conferring with Rebecca about if it he she even wants to go to a cabin. I thought that was wild. I was I, thinking that too. I'm like, how do you not talk about like a week long vacation? Right. I it was, wasn't even like a weekend or. And so, week. what if Rebecca doesn't have like a job out in the world? Like, I know she's a stay at home mom. That's still a very important job. Like, I would have been furious if my husband came home didn't talk to me about it. I was like, everybody go get their stuff. vacation, right? <laughs> yes, and then. I did think it was very cute when Jack was like, that black bikini needs to come back. And she's like, the black bikini is in retirement. And he goes, it it went, it retired too fast. It retired too fast. <laughs> no, that was cute. Yeah, I was agree. Cute flirting. There's some other cute flirting in this episode where I'm like, mm. <laughs> Then we see Kate. Um, and she says that she hasn't spoken to Kevin in a month. And then we find out that he's in rehab. Right. I think the most irritating part about this is when she says, I can't believe I got him sent to rehab. Right. And Toby's Every, like, he's like, it's not me. your fault. You both had a lot going on. Like, it's not your fault that you didn't notice. Right. And it's really not her fault. She didn't notice. Right. Like, it's not like Kevin opened up and said anything about it. I right. just think like, oh, she's always like switching things around on herself. I think that this is like kind of what they get at in therapy though so like there Kevin and Kate and Randall so Kate and Randall feel very like down on themselves that they didn't notice but like they have their own things going on but I think what Kevin's point is is that they have their own things going on yes but like not even that they didn't notice but that they weren't like approachable enough for him to talk about it with I guess And I think that he's not mad that they didn't notice when he was at the breaking point. I think he was mad that they didn't notice like for the months and probably years following. Right. You know, this wasn't like an overnight addiction. I mean, we, and later we see a lot of like teenage Kevin acting out like, and even younger Kevin acting out. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've been following the Pearsons for like over a year in like their time now. Right. You know, so because they've had a whole birthday, right? Right. In two Thanksgivings since we've started season one. And so, and Kevin's had a drinking problem since the very first episode. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So the fact that they didn't notice over the past several years, that's where the problem lies, you know? And I think that that's what Kevin's trying to get at is you should have figured it out sooner, kind of, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, And not that I think the like, like, Kevin saying like you should have figured it out earlier is only on Kate but for Kate Mm -hmm. acting like she's so in tune and she felt turbulence when Kevin felt turbulence on a plane like this is way more important than that turbulence so I'm just a little confused um I also want to say this is when Katobi the nickname is formed which is exciting yeah (laughs) um I also want to say the way Toby eats that snap pea he like he's like at every like little pee and I just want to say I do that with snap peas also it's like a fun way to eat something disgusting I love snap peas I like want to love snap peas I think I love regular peas I think snap peas taste like dirt <laughs> oh really no they're I like one of my vegetables. favorite vegetables oh, I love vegetables I just don't like snap peas Um, And then we see that Toby finds he's taking out the trash and he finds all the junk food boxes in the bottom. And I think that like Toby would be the most like understanding person. And so I think that he's just hurt that she's keeping like this big seat. I don't even think it's a big secret, but I think it's not even a big secret. Like you went through a miscarriage and like we all do things like we like I stress eat when I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, stressed out. Like absolutely, it's just something I think a lot of people do. I am also really sick of it being part of the storyline. Like I as agree. Soon as it happened. I was like, oh my god. And then the whole storyline of younger Kate is her weight. Like, and I'm not saying it's not important because it. As some, I remember watching this for the first time and thinking, as somebody who when they were younger went through this like it it does hit home but like do I need to relive it and do I think like Kate could be so much more than that yes I agree I feel like it's just I think we've said it so many times before on the podcast but it's just getting to this point where it's been so dragged out I'm like getting very tired of the weight thing yeah and yeah I'm just it's too much I, I want more. I want more character development. Like, my I want to see more like, from her and Toby. And like, right. like Kevin's an addict. That's not his whole storyline. That's Where, true. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, Kate has a problem or not. I don't even want to say a problem with food because I think the problem came out of Rebecca talking about it every five seconds. But like, I don't know. Like, that's her whole storyline. Very. Absolutely. I agree. And then we see, I think we see Randall and Beth and they're being left with a babysitter or Tess and Annie are going to be left with the babysitter and Randall and Beth keep checking on Tess. And I really hope that there is like Tess had repercussions for running away though, because like they're babying her. And I'm just like, most of this is her proud fault though. Yeah. But it's, I feel like it's like one of those situations where like, your parents are like, call me if you need a ride. And like the kid calls and they, they don't get in trouble. I feel like it's like kind of, it's 
not like obviously the same situation, but I feel like it's like one of those where like the kid kind of gets away with it because right. like it was a, it was a bad situation and they right. just wanted her to be safe. I don't know. Yes, I, I guess that's true. I do love when Tess says that the babysitter makes better brownies and Randall faints real dramatically. <laughs> it's so cute. I know. I laughed at that too. I was like, that's pretty pretty funny pretty pretty Randall Randall. very dad thing (laughs) I think I also love I mean Beth is on a roll here she's like your jackass brother yeah but I do love that Randall's like he didn't know he was in she was in the car like he had no idea and then Beth's like yeah he just didn't care about anybody else on the road which I totally agree with I just think it's weird that they're so mad about the test piece when like part of that is Tess fault and obviously Kevin never would have took off in the car with Tess in the car Absolutely. It's like one of those where like, you know, that Kevin would never intentionally put his nieces in danger. Right. Absolutely. I do love when she's like, I want to knock his perfectly cloffed head from his body. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then I think this is when Randall comes in and says something about like, we need to cut him some slack because Kevin was there for me at my lowest. Yes. And I do think that's really important because I said that last time, like Kevin had the play going on and stopped everything because Kevin's picking up those cues that the other two don't pick up, which is, hmm, I think this person needs me. Right, exactly. So I don't know. I think that it's an interesting situation. dynamic. I mean, I get both sides of it, but I just, and I I do too. So I'm not like mad at Beth for being mad. I just like, hmm, kind of some slack. Um, And then I think we're at Kevin's rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Rebecca and Miguel and we haven't seen them in a while I feel like have we mm-hmm. well we just had like the big three episodes and they weren't in any of those um I don't think no no I don't Rebecca think so. Rebecca was in Kate yes young Rebecca but I just mean like, no Rebecca or yeah Rebecca, old Rebecca that's came right. to Kate that's yeah right. but I don't like other than that we had those three episodes so it was kind of like less heavy on them and then I love that Kate hugs Miguel and I know it's just a tiny thing but it shows Kate has like respect for other people like Miguel and like Randall she has better relationships with them because as we see I think in the next episode Kevin's like absolutely rude to Miguel all the time and Randall's so awkward with Miguel like you know what I mean I agree I actually think that as much as like sometimes I dislike Kate I think that that is like a character like a positive character attribute of Kate's where she is like almost I feel like she's willing to try because we'll see in a few episodes too we haven't gotten there yet but we'll see some of like her and Beth's relationship which is like awkward but like Kate's always willing to try yeah I agree with that um but yeah I did I like Kate in that moment um, and then I love Beth kills me in this part of the scene. So the lady comes out, Ellis Gray comes out. <laughs> I wrote Barbara. Ellis Gray, t- Ellis Gray too. I wrote Barb, <laughs> AKA Ellis Gray. Barb, AKA Ellis Gray. And she comes out and she's like, we want to do this with just like the immediate family. And then I love that Beth's like, oh, of course he's Mr. Rehab. And, yeah. and, then, and then she's like, 
Toby's like, are you sure you want me to leave? And Beth's like, everybody get their coats and hurry up before they change. (laughs) I know. I I did really laugh too at the fact that Kate was like trying to prepare everybody. She's like, we have to prepare ourselves. We, you know, we don't know if he's going to have lost weight. He's going to look a little different. He's going to have bags (laughs) under his eyes. And he walks out and he's like, hey, everybody. And like finger gunning everybody. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh. He's like made friends with like all the other rehab people. He's like charismatic, Kevin. He's so charismatic. Yeah. And it's so annoying to me. (laughs) Um, And then I thought, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Beth also says like, um they're like trying to get them to leave like the extra the extra Pearsons <laughs> as they call themselves later on and uh Beth is like you know this is what's best for Kevin's healing <laughs> she's just like she's it's so, so good. good especially because Randall has that conversation with her beforehand where he's like don't be passive aggressive and then she's like he's like when are you ever passive never mind it was good it was pretty funny it was really funny and then we flash back and I think we are Kevin comes to the cabin after they've been there a while because he was at football camp which I don't there's nothing wrong with that like it's I mean I think from the standpoint of a child yes like maybe your feelings would be a little bit hurt there yeah but like freaking Rebecca Kate's like, everything's great. We get to make s'mores on the fire and all of the stuff that normal kids do when they're camping. Right. They're like hanging out. And Rebecca's like, did you notice that everything Kate loves is about food? And Jack's like, who cares? Jack's, Jack has the right approach. Who cares? And then, yeah. and then she, he's like, it's baby fat. And then Rebecca goes, she's not a baby anymore, but she's nine years old. So she really right. is like, yeah. Well, and Jack, Jack also says he's like women in my family. He, he uses his grandmother as yes. like the example. He said, women in my family are just a little bigger. Like it's probably some genetics. Like he said it there, he called their big bones, but usually that means like, you right. know, women in my family are on the larger side and some of right. it's probably genetics. And like Clearly Jack Pearson's grandma and my, my family were related because it's like, it's so true though. Like, and Jack Absolutely. has a great idea. He's like, those charts don't account for who the person is. Right. Absolutely. It's so true. Jack knew in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, what people are still trying to figure out today. Yeah. Well, and then Jack says that he will try to encourage her to be more active or find something more active for them to do, which I think that this is like totally like a good approach because I think that instead of like limiting what she's eating, he's just encouraging her to you know, move more. Yeah. Move your body and, you know, find things that you think are fun rather than just, you know, sitting all the time. And I think that's, that's such a good approach, especially for a child. I agree. The thing that I think is disgusting though, in this scene is that when she's, when, um, Kate is like running and she's like, I don't even like, like clearly Kate is getting no joy. Exactly. Movement that she's doing. Right. Right. And she's like, I agree. Randall have to play and that's a great but it's yeah that's and that's what's disgusting to me it's because Randall's thin right I agree no I think that it makes so much sense it's too it's like it would have been nice to see like them say oh all of us are gonna play football like mom and dad because we've seen all of them play football together too you know what I mean like I don't know if we have yeah actually but 
I think so. yes we did in Kevin's flashback they're like playing. okay yeah like yeah. the whole family was doing it together right. or why didn't they say like let's let's go for a family walk and right. like everybody goes okay. for a walk together like something as a family you know what I mean yeah but Rebecca and Randall are sitting there reading which I too love reading but like I just think like I don't know. I did, it, what's it what's rough. for one house? It should be fair for all. You know what I mean? I agree with you. And then Kevin is like, Kate's like upset and runs away because of this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Kevin's like left by himself and Rebecca and Randall are reading and Rebecca's not even paying attention to him, which makes me mad considering your child wasn't even with you the whole week. Like this is like day two of him being there right. or day one. And then he throws the ball at Randall <laughs> Rebecca goes Rebecca goes Kevin are you kidding me you almost hit your brother in the face and he goes I know I missed (laughs) which he's is a little brat and I understand where it's coming from it's he's lashing out for a reason but I did think that was hilarious it was funny like for for a nine-year-old that's like such a funny comeback so (laughs) oh it's so good one time I punched my brother and my mom was like you can't just punch people she's like you really could have heard him I was like I know and it felt good (laughs) (laughs) that's like the same yeah same idea I remember screaming that at her about hitting my brother's ack (laughs) (laughs) psychopath um yes so and then I think that's the end of that scene Mm -hmm. okay then we're back at the therapy session um and Ellis Gray says that we need to speak openly to the people, you know, that he loves. Kevin needs to speak openly. Um, and Kevin basically like apologizes to all of them. And he said, he's sorry to, to Kate about not being there through her miscarriage. And, um, Kate basically apologizes for taking her eye off of him. And then Kevin apologizes to Randall for scaring Beth and him. And he said he didn't know that Tess was in the car. He never would have driven with her in the car, which I know. Like, I think that Kevin. I I think Randall knows that. Yeah, I think like. Kevin loves those girls so much. Like he would never yeah. like endanger them. No, I agree. I did think it was interesting. He brought up Sophie too. He's like, mm-hmm. I screwed it up with her again. Mm-hmm. Um, Rebecca's face is like, her face is so shocked. Like Mandy Moore does such a good job of like having this like awful face yeah. when Ellis Gray starts talking about Jack and, yeah. you know, um, just about addiction and stuff. And Rebecca's face just makes me want to slap her, really. Yeah. I also think it's like, this is another episode and we can get into it towards the end when it happens. But there's like a moment where it's like, Rebecca has to be comforted by her kids again. Yes, I wrote that down because I I wrote it down for you because, because I honestly feel like it's like manipulative. Yeah, and it kind of starts like, I think in this moment when they first start talking about Jack because I think that Randall and Kate and Kevin I think that they're open to talking about it or it seems as though they're more open to talking about it I think Randall's very defensive because he's defensive of he has his arm on Rebecca like the whole time if you know right I feel like he's trying to protect Rebecca but I feel like Kate has already kind of started to do some of the work yeah I totally I think I think she's open to at least hearing them out yeah you know I totally agree with that um 
up until she hears them out and then she's pretty annoying but we can get to that later but but the thing is is at least she's like willing to like okay let's see what this is right she didn't yell at anybody right and she she wasn't she was sad and she was upset but she wasn't like right i don't know she was willing to i mean we'll get there later i guess yeah (laughs) um and then we see the non-pearsons the other pearsons i love this bar me too i would have loved to be at the bar with them and um beth is talking and she's like you know you enter the no fly zone the pearson (laughs) no fly zone and then she says something really profound where she's like jack is um the saint will never meet and the person we can never live up to and then miguel says now you're entering my no-fly zone and that made yeah. me like it gave me goosebumps because it i like it's weird because miguel's been part of this family for so long right like that he right. really really also loved jack like he was his family so it that is like i mean that would be hard to hear from somebody who never knew him yeah you know I, mean? I think it would be hard to hear from somebody that never knew him but also i think that miguel is far enough removed from this situation yes. and like he says something super profound later on and i think that that's where he's getting at you know yeah no i totally agree i like i um, think all three of them are very likable in this situation because I, I love when toby's like i entered the no supply zone like at the beginning when we were dating <laughs> right about the his mustache looked like a 70s porn star and i love how miguel like they toast to Jack like after this like slightly like somber moment right. and then Miguel says he did kind of look like a porn star <laughs> like Miguel is also like I think and Miguel I think that's aware enough yes I think that maybe that's like part of the situation is Miguel also I think he can like remove himself from his feelings and be like okay like this is what it does look like on the outside you know and I don't don't think that the Pearson clan the inner Pearson circle um they really know how to do that you know like they can't remove themselves from their feelings no you're absolutely right they definitely can't and then after that moment we're in a flashback with flashback, flash, <laughs> whoops, flashback with uh, Kate. Mm-hmm. And she's like sitting in a, on a stump in the middle of the woods, which if I'm correct, she did this in an episode with Kevin when Olivia came and she goes in the woods and I think she sits on the same stump. Oh yeah. Later in life. Maybe. Yeah. And yeah. because I think she actually Maybe. talks about this moment okay in Maybe. that episode yeah I, I kind of remember that now that you're yeah. saying that, I kind of remember that and she says Derek called him her fat and then she asked Jack if he thinks she's fat which just makes the whole thing like make it tears me up inside yeah and then it. he says but his response is you are my favorite looking person on the whole planet and the thing about Jack Pearson is that and you know not to get too deep or emotional, but we always used to say this about my grandfather too, is that he had like a way of making any person that he was talking to feel like the most important person in the world. Yeah. And And I think think that that's like what makes Jack Pearson like a saint. It It doesn't matter which of his kids that he's talking to, you know, if he's talking to Miguel, you know, like 
whoever it is, like they're the most important person in the world. And we see that in the next episode even more where where I cried the whole way. <laughs> but it's just beautiful. Jack Pearson is perfect. Like <laughs> he really is. I don't care. I'm going to say yeah. it forever. But, um, and I really thought that was like a beautiful moment as hard as mm-hmm. it was, but I thought it was beautiful. And then Rebecca's in the kitchen and she accuses Kevin of stealing Randall's glasses. And Kevin's like, why would I do that? Which right. I think anytime someone comes at you from an accusatory standpoint, it's like when you want to talk to somebody about their behavior, saying you, you, you is so accusatory and you'll probably get nowhere. Whereas right. if you're like, I feel this way when this happens, like is a much better route to take, especially with a little kid that's already feeling vulnerable. Right. Like, and he screams, I hate you. And I wrote, I hate her too, Kevin. <laughs> I I literally, I also wrote, I was like, this family sucks. Why is, why is Rebecca being so mean to Kevin? Because so I, rude. I feel like, I mean, yes, he threw the football at Randall's face, but I feel like at this point, like he's done nothing for her to believe that he would have taken the glasses. No, you know what I mean? Even, he didn't even like make fun of Randall till that, one till he threw the football right that's what I'm saying like Like, and I feel like that's like normal siblingy jealousy and rivalry you know what I mean so um I also this is where I noticed Kevin has a huge bag of chips Mm. I don't see Rebecca saying hey lay off those chips right yeah that's fair saying um then we see Kevin at therapy um And he tells everybody that he felt like the fifth wheel of the family. And I can understand where he felt this way. Like, I agree. I get this. Like, I've been saying this since I think episode like two. Yeah, I did. The podcast. I wrote a note. I said, this episode is so funny to me because Sage has been saying this forever. (laughs) It's just like, and I, I didn't even say all this, like in anticipation of this episode. Like, I just feel like it's a lot more obvious to me this time around. I didn't even remember that half the time. I don't even remember what goes on in an episode. I just think it's funny that you've been saying this since. Yeah. Like, obviously we knew Kevin had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, but I think going into it this time, I have so much, and you have so much more clarity on who Kevin becomes and actually is as a human being like that. It's different. Yeah, I actually, you know, and I think about what's to come with Kevin and there's a lot about him that I really like. Yeah, Kevin's like lovely. I can't believe I'm saying that, but it's- I know <laughs> I used to be like kind of bored with his character and this Me time too. I don't feel that way. I so. don't feel that way either. Like, I don't feel that way either. I don't know what happened. Yeah, different, different eyes, different eyes. And I'm also like, like I said, especially with like how Kate interacts with characters, like there's something about her that I'm like noticing that's like a little bit more likable. Yes, I totally Like I think that like we talked about at the beginning of this, like I just think that she's got this like. She does because you know what? You know what another interaction, which isn't really a spoiler, but when she interacts with her neighbor in later scenes, she's lovely. She, I think that she just has like this and she probably gets it some from Jack, but like this, just like kindness towards strangers and even even they don't even have to be strangers but I think she's got a lot of kindness to her yeah I agree with that sometimes I think her mother comes out I do too yeah I mean yes like she she wasn't likable in her episode at all 
that no we- i agree she was really mean to toby but i think that when it comes to others that she doesn't yeah. know or doesn't have a relationship with she's willing to get to know them i guess i do love in this scene when kevin goes to talk to kate first directly mm-hmm. and kate goes to like i don't want to say I don't feel like Kate is like super defensive, but you know, your first instinct when someone says something about you is to retort. Like, and I love that Ellis Gray is like, shut up. You'll be able to talk afterwards. Like, which I think is important. And I think that's important for Kevin who has felt like he's never been heard. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And then they just talk about, I mean, Ellis Gray lays down some truth. Like they're a family of addicts. Mm Mm-hmm and Kevin's an addict and Jack was an addict and then Kevin says to Kate like maybe you have a little bit of that in you too with the food struggles and Kevin's so gentle about it too I do want to say that like I think he's so gentle about the way that he says it to Kate like still guarding her feelings right but yeah Kevin's laying down some truth yeah and then the therapist Uh, turns to Rebecca and says have you ever really spoken to your children about maybe the things that weren't so great about your husband and this is when Rebecca starts getting super nasty and she says that they only had 17 years and I just want to be like I'm sorry what does that have to do with this nothing right right she said that she doesn't want to cloud their memories of him and I just I feel like that's not realistic because they already knew and like right. what are you talking about you you are the one who wanted to separate from him okay right. and made a huge deal which not that it wasn't a huge deal I'm not saying that but I do think last season Ben or Jack absolutely should have sucker punched Ben in the face he's the worst but like Rebecca got like Rebecca was nasty during that period of time and just kept, and if, I mean, I'm sure you remember, but just like a refresh for anybody that's still listening to us, like they, she's like so nasty and keeps telling Jack that he doesn't have a drinking problem. Like he couldn't possibly have a drinking problem. Right. I just feel like it was like a really, I don't know, poor judgment to never, like never talk about this, especially because I think like the therapist is right. Like Kate and Kevin being his biological children have a lot of the same addiction type tendencies. Absolutely. And this is the thing is if they had talked about it, maybe Kevin would have never gone down this path and Kate right. maybe never would have gone down her path, right. you know, like they would have been more cognizant. And I also think like where like alcoholism and stuff, I think as an adult now, I think in the past, like, I don't know, 10 years, it, people recognize those kind of things as like, a brain misfire you know what I mean if, if I can call it that I don't want to be insensitive but like it kind of is like your brain is wired differently that you are addicted to things it's a men- yes it's a mental yeah, illness. it's a mental yeah. illness like so but I think at this not at this point in time when this was filmed but like right when it was happening with Jack way less of a thing that you talked about right so I, I get I get that disconnect with Rebecca however if it's your dad right like there's a and there's an easy way to go about it hey your dad drank too much please be careful when you're drinking like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah and especially because they also and like Kevin points this out too is like 
Jack's dad was also an addict, you know, so Jack got that, you know, they were completely different people. Jack's dad was incredibly abusive and was a terrible father, but Jack was a fantastic father and they, they shared this one commonality. And I think that that's like kind of what Kevin is trying to get across is like, this is something that was passed down to me. Like this isn't all my fault, you know? And I think that's so true is like, you know, mental illness isn't anybody's fault. It's just something you're responsible for dealing with. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. Like, I mean, I've said this before, especially like recently, just talking in conversations, like not to bring up Kanye West, but like, yes, he is mentally ill. He does have bipolar disorder. However, his actions, he's still responsible for those. There are many adults that have mental illness that aren't going out there and spewing hate like exactly. it's just you're re- you're still responsible for yourself yeah. and you know what I think is so weird that I just thought of with Randall his dad is also an addict mm-hmm. but like I didn't think about that before and there are no like Randall doesn't have struggle with any of that really yeah I think that I don't know because I think that Randall has some tendencies that maybe yeah yeah I think that like where he's not necessarily addicted to certain things he has like this incessant need like to be perfect absolutely yeah right (laughs) you know and I think it's like um yeah like a different kind of mental illness yeah and I think that that is very much more um what was I going to say? I guess you could also kind of argue, though, that that's kind of his quote unquote addiction, you know? Right. No, I told you. Yeah, to I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. I do like, so Rebecca gets like so defensive and is like, I'm sorry I didn't talk to my kids about the one thing that was wrong with their father. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you are literally so annoying to me in this moment. Yeah. And then Randall starts talking. And I think, like, I wasn't as irritated when Randall was talking. If, at first but I think it's just because Randall's tone and the way that Randall speaks he's such an eloquent speaker and he's so calm and like level with people that I tend not to get irritated at him and I'm like no Allie you're mad at him too he's doing the same exact thing yeah I actually wrote that Randall is like one of his like this is a nasty side of Randall it is it's um it's up there re-watching I'm yeah, like, this is up there with a moment later where I know both of us when we get to it, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah. Um, but basically Randall says to stop laying into Rebecca, and he's held his tongue too long now. And he says that Kevin isn't an addict, but he's addicted to attention. Yeah, like look at us right nasty. now, all eyes are on you. Right. Yeah. When he first started, I was like, okay, Randall's calm about this. Randall knows. And then I was like, ooh, as Randall kept going, I was like, ooh. And yeah. then um, I love when Kevin's like, why do you think your daughter hid in my car? Because right. she's exactly like, basically, she's exactly like me. Like, she needs the, like, she is the one, she is the Kevin of your family. Yeah. And I think that, like, this is something that, I don't know, is that we, we don't really see a lot of, like, dynamic, especially not at this point, with 
Tess and Annie and Beth and Randall. Like, I feel like we're kind of lacking in that. Right. But I do think that, like, in a way, Tess is just very, very close to Kevin in the sense that she feels very comfortable with him. Yeah. And so, and I, and it takes me back to like the second or third episode where they're like talking about the painting and Kevin's like explaining, you know, his dealing with. William's death and stuff like I think that that's something that Tess and Annie were able to talk to Kevin about and they couldn't even talk to their father about it because he was like just in this awful situation and I think that that's okay like I think sometimes like we need other adults in our lives when we're children to kind of like help guide us in ways that we aren't like compatible with our parents on you know what I mean like sometimes it's easier to talk to somebody that isn't a parent and I think that that's why Tess has a tendency to turn to Kevin so much yeah no I totally agree I I feel like Kevin was just spewing the truth and everybody didn't like that Kevin was all of a sudden spewing the truth and then Rebecca gets so worked up which I think this is the part where like her children are like comforting her and it was really disgusting to me quite honestly because I know everybody in this room is an adult, but she's the adultier adult. (laughs) I'm just like, why are you getting up and like running away from this? Your child clearly needs help. He's at this rehab facility. Well, and this is at the point where Kevin says like, you know, Kate, you had dad and Randall, you had mom. And Rebecca comes in and says, I love all my children the same. And Kevin says no like just admit it you loved Randall more like why did you treat him differently like you loved Randall more and this is when Rebecca says it was just easier to love Randall this is I don't think she meant that though because she says he was easier which I think just I'm not defending her at all I just know I just yeah I'm not defending her at all I just think what Rebecca meant what and it doesn't excuse it at all. Like Randall did, well, she says it, like Randall wasn't fighting with her and wasn't angry. However, I think the next thing she says, I mean, I think this whole conversation crosses a line, right? But like the next one is a gut punch when she was like, because he stayed with me and didn't move across the country when his father died. Yeah. And I was like, that's a nasty thing to say to your child who was 17 and grieving. Yeah, absolutely. I also think that like, and she held Randall back. Randall was going to Howard. He stayed and went to Carnegie Mellon for her. Yeah. I also think about, we know, I actually don't know that we know this yet. I'll cut it out if we don't. (laughs) Okay. I don't think it's a huge spoiler alert, but actually the child that stayed with her wasn't even Randall it was Kate yeah I don't know if we know that yet either but I don't think that's that I don't think it's a huge spoiler but ultimately like yes Randall is at Carnegie Mellon but he lives on campus right Kate lives at home yeah you're absolutely right um but I do think this whole thing is like manipulative I understand saying one of your like I don't think you should say things like this but I know that people say it like like well like it's like when people say girls are easier later in life and boys are easier when they're younger like which is a gross thing to say too but like I don't think she meant like she loved Randall more but like it is how it comes across and it is it's like it's shocking I'm sure it was shocking a shock to everybody's system like 
And especially the part where it's so manipulative, like he didn't abandon me. Yeah, it is manipulative. I agree. I don't know. I just, I think that, I think that a more and probably more appropriate way to explaining to, for her to explain it to them. And I know that part of this was like heat of the moment, but like she should have said, instead of, I love you all equally or something like she could have said, you know, we have different relationships. Yeah. Which I think, I think this is what she was trying to get across. Right. Is my relationship with Randall isn't the same as my relationship with you. Right. It doesn't mean I love you less or I love him more. It just means that it's different, you know? Right. Yeah, that probably would have been a better way to go about it. <laughs> Instead, she just, yeah. She laid right into this poor guy. Oh, yeah. Poor. And the, it makes me feel bad for Kevin, to be honest with you. I do think it's kind of weird that this is like, not that it's not, I guess it is like later rectified with her. Not rectified, but like the circle is closed like later because I was like, really? This is just how we're done. We're done with this? Yeah. Like, then I guess later it is remedied. And then after this very tense moment, we go back to day drinking in the bar with our other, with my favorite Pearsons because none of them are Pearsons. <laughs> right. Um, this was funny. They were like, guys. they were like the irony, excuse me, the irony of us day drinking on rehab, family rehab day. <laughs> it is so funny. And then I love how, I just love when Beth's <laughs> like, I could go ham on some cheese fries like yes yeah and then toby tells miguel and beth that kate is hiding food from him and he says but maybe she'll tell a pearson on the inside maybe she'll tell kevin or randall because those are the people she always turns to and then he uses this lovely star wars analogy that is so cute and i think it was really cute and he says that the three of them are pretty much just chewbacca it's true star wars is about a few people on the inside who know what's up and everyone else is just Chewbacca. And I was yeah. like, it's so true. Yeah. Poor Chewbacca. Never got a medal. And then that. Miguel comes in with like the the heaviest, like, and it's such like a it's like so minuscule what he says, yeah. but I feel like it just ends up being like so profound. It does, you know. Um, and he says, I married my best friend's wife. Nobody talks about it. I've been on the outside since I entered this family. I'm just like a no-named fighter pilot. But then he says that those four lived through something unique together. And that's why they get the lightsabers. And I was like, wow. Like, I know. It gives me, you even saying it gives me goosebumps. I know. And I think it makes me so emotional. Because if you've watched the show the whole way through, and I always say people are sleeping on Miguel. You know what I mean? Like, I have said that from day one. I agree. But like, it just, it tears my heart apart when you see the Miguel episode there's a Miguel episode in season six. I'm not telling you what's in it, everybody, but like it tears me apart. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think too, like it does give me, and I think also like his point was for Beth and Toby, but I think as an audience, it like reminds us to like give the Pearsons, even though they're super nasty sometimes, like (laughs) some slack because they've lived through something that, you know, 
nobody, nobody has to live through, you know, very few people have to live through yeah. losing their dad at such a young age. Yeah. And, you know, at this point we do know that they lost everything in their house, you know? So yeah. I think that this is just something that's. Yeah. It is really profound. I was like, that part gave me goosebumps and made me really sad. Yeah. I do want to say something that is like completely unrelated to the scene or anything. Miguel's hair, I feel like in this season, they cannot figure it out. Yeah. This scene in the bar, his hair is very weird. And I know that this has mm. nothing to do, but like, I always felt like the makeup was pretty good. Right. But rewatching, yeah. I'm like, they could not figure out Miguel's hair. And I think it's so weird because like, he's, I think he's Puerto Rican. I think, mm-hmm. um, like yeah. he has this beautiful curly hair in flashbacks. Right. And like, it's been pretty straight. Like yeah. in this episode, especially I noticed it. I was like, this doesn't look good. Next episode's fine. Yeah. But like for having, and later I think it gets better because he has like beautiful luscious hair when he's younger. And like, I just yeah. felt like this, they, they, they can't figure out what they, even with Rebecca, I think like, yeah, they can't figure out what they want to do with her hair. Yeah. Well, I've noticed that too. And I also think another thing I've noticed is that they're trying to get like Rebecca's age makeup just right. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes they like age her up a lot more than she is. Yeah. Cause I would assume she's what in her sixties at this point in time, like late sixties, probably. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Cause if, okay. So I think like they're, they're in their forties, the big three, are they, or are they in, still in their thirties? Like, I think they were I 37, thought, the first oh, maybe. that we met. Okay. Them. So I think they might be like, like 38 39 at this point in time. okay yeah so they're like late 30s so say she was in her 20s when they were born yeah she's like 60s yeah like mid 60s mm-hmm. okay yeah she looks they're making her look older like I'm just thinking of my parents well, like, but I also I think it goes back and forth because some episodes she like looks a lot younger and then others she looks yeah. a lot older and I think that it's just like they're trying to figure out what's the right amount that's appropriate what's yeah. appropriate for this age yeah sometimes it's weird because she has no wrinkles on her face and then her neck is wrinkly <laughs> right like, that's what I'm saying especially like, in this episode I'm like why is your neck wrinkly but your face looks fine yeah I think it's a, like they're just trying to figure out like what's the right amount but yeah so then I think after this we go to a flashback mm-hmm. and Jack and Kate run in and they clearly were having like a great time after their little talk it's very sweet mm-hmm. and then Rebecca's like pouting and folding laundry and she's like I had such a bad day with Kevin yeah and I'm like shut up yeah and then Jack basically just apologizes and then he's like also I took Kate to get ice cream <laughs> so she's already upset and he just like <laughs> Honestly, t- it's all about timing, you know. It if you is. get bad news, quote unquote, bad news, yeah. when they're already mad, you know. If yeah, it's fine. It out. <laughs> and I did love that Jack was like, "You should have seen her face when we were playing football. I felt like I betrayed her." And yeah. I do feel like that's a very valid way to feel, and not like good cop, bad cop. Even like as a parent, like you're supposed to love your child unconditionally, even if, even if they like go through something or they're like you know not what you expected or like are chubby like I just right. think like this has nothing to do with like the ice cream stand this has to do with like the way she perceived herself through Jack's eyes was like tarnished at that point in time yeah so um like, you should feel like you betrayed her because you did yeah and I I don't like that like Rebecca is like 
you make me the family bad guy and stuff. I think that got, yeah, I, it is kind of manipulative. You're right. And she's like, you're the good guy. You're the one that takes them for secret trips to Toys R Us and announces fun vacations and blah, blah, blah. But I, that also made me think like, oh, Jack is so like, a, again, I know I said it earlier, but he's so good at making you feel like you're the most important person. Yes. Like, I, yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily good cop, bad cop, because I do feel like, I don't feel like Rebecca is really the, like a disciplinarian at all either. Like, no ever repercussions with her I agree and we've also seen like other instances where Jack is like more prominently the yeah how about teenage Kevin when the power went out during his episode like let's talk about that I was gonna say that or there's the other time where Jack's like trying to have like not that this was like disciplinary but I felt like it was more of like the serious parent when Jack was like trying to talk to Kevin about having safe sex you know because they found out him and Sophie you know right that time how about the time in the woods when he took Randall and Kevin when his dad was dying and he was like you have to be nice to your brother like exactly fixed or when Kevin fake drowned and then Jack was like let's talk about this right because I didn't see Rebecca doing anything about it. That's what I'm saying. So I feel like it's like not necessarily true for her. I think that maybe what we don't see is that Rebecca, quote unquote, spends more time with them because she right. stays at well, home. Occupational hazard, girlfriend. Like, right. I don't think, right. yeah, you're more frustrated with them. You see them more. Like, right. You know exactly. what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And they all go to school. So like, do, I mean, maybe like three hours she's with them more than Jack during the day yeah. till he gets I home. mean, I do think like through the summer, like, and that the, this is, that's what right. this is because Kevin's at that's football true, camp true. and they're like, they can take a week vacation. Yeah. So maybe she is more frustrated because she's with them, you know, right. 12 hours a day or 13 yeah. hours a day. And I do get that. I'm sure that's frustrating. Like my mom, I feel like always like god bless her she was a stay-at-home mom after my like youngest brother was born and I'm sure she wanted to rip all our heads off by the end of summer like but I'm I don't recall my mom ever being like good cop bad cop because my parents were just like equally now was I more afraid of my mother yes (laughs) but I don't like think that was good cop bad cop so it's funny yeah Yeah, I've never felt that way to be honest with you really my mom Mm. I know Lover, don't don't take this to heart if you ever listen to this mom because she's a fan <laughs> of this is us. She's just not as far as we are. But um, yeah, don't take this to heart. But you are not the disciplinarian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we see Kate and Kevin on the bench at the rehab center. I have to tell you, I love this scene. I do too. I said that too. Okay, I think I it's like so that. sweet. This yeah. whole, this whole, scene. I loved this too. Yeah. Yes. Because I love the Kate's like, I think, thank God Toby wasn't there. Toby would have cried. Yeah. <laughs> but then Kevin says, I like that Toby cries. Me too. Like, <laughs> but he says, but it would have been too much. <laughs> <laughs> this too much Toby crying. And then Randall comes out and he's like, don't you wish our whole lives were videotaped? Like, you know, the sports caster who was like, let's go to the videotape. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, 
And then he says like, you were there for me and I wasn't there for you today. And I'm sincerely sorry. Mm -hmm. And I just love this moment so much, like as somebody who has siblings, because this is exactly what having siblings is like, like one minute you're ripping each other's heads off or screaming. And then the next minute you're just like apologizing and you're all sitting on a bench together and just like hugging. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then they conclude the scene with Randall saying, it's official though. I am mom's favorite, right? Which I think is just so funny. It like, is so funny. The whole thing, I think it's so charming because everybody is self-aware. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also think it's really cute at the end when Kevin, like, and it's just like, they're zooming out on the scene. And I don't know if this was even them acting, but I love when Kevin pushes Kate and Caitlin pushes Randall off the bench. And they're also like joyfully laughing. Like, it's just yeah. really sweet. Yeah, I agree. I love it. And then we find out that Toby super smashed and left the car at the bar. <laughs> I know that was so funny. Um, but Kate says that she wants to tell him something. And he says, I have something to talk to you about too. And I love that before he can ask her about it, she is able to come clean. Me too. To Toby about this. That was a big step for her. I agree. And she says it makes her feel like the food is making her feel good when she's like in a low point, but hiding it from him makes her feel awful. Yeah. And then I think this is like so good of Kate because she says, I have a lot of feelings and things mixed up with food. And I think that like, this is her way of, even though she was so against it during the therapy session, I think she recognizes like, maybe they are right. Like maybe I've got, like, it might not be an addiction or whatever she wants to say, but she has like these issues because like food is intertwined with her feelings at this point. I thought I just think it's so big of her. Yes. It's a beautiful growing moment for Kate. It made me like her. Me too. Yeah, Me too. I agree. And then after this scene, we're at flashback to the cabin mm-hmm. and um, Kevin wakes up because of a thunderstorm. He's like, oh my gosh. And then he sees like Randall's glasses under Randall's bed and grabs them and goes into Rebecca and Jack's room. And it's like, hey mom, and realizes everybody's in there sleeping except for him. And he just sets them down and grabs a blankie and puts a pillow on the floor. I'm telling you what, if this would have been the end of the scene, it would have crushed my life. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> I know. I couldn't remember what happened. Me neither. All I could think about, though, is, you know, the fact that he brings the glasses into Rebecca. She's going to wake up in the morning. That's exactly what I thought. She's going to think that he stole them. Yeah. I and he felt love- bad. I know. I was like, if that would have been me, I would have woken her ass up right then. I found them. They were under the bed. Right. Yeah. Apologize to me. Yeah, (laughs) I know. So she's so mean, you know, and right before that happened too, there's another little scene where Rebecca's on the porch bringing Kevin dinner. You know, what's funny too, is like, I think I was just reflecting on this as you were talking about Kevin with the big bag of chips and stuff. She also brings him like, Yes. His favorite dinner with the extra cheese on top. Crunchy cheese. What the hell is even crunchy cheese? I don't know. (laughs) But I kept, I was like thinking, I'm like, not that, not that I'm saying like that's junk food or whatever, but all I could think about was like, and I feel like she's probably making Kate eat some broccoli for dinner because (laughs) (laughs) honestly though, like, I I hate Rebecca. It's fine. Say whatever you want. (laughs) 
Do you remember the episode where she put there's a cantaloupe? There's a cantaloupe with some cottage cheese in the middle to have a good time. Right. <laughs> and and Kevin and Randall are eating, are eating like Count Chocula. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like all I could picture is like Kate with this massive mound of broccoli on her plate and everybody else is eating this cheesy casserole thing. Broccoli, if you're listening, I love you. Please I also love broccoli. Oh my gosh. I also love broccoli. I have nothing against broccoli, but when you're making one child <laughs> eat it and not the other ones, <laughs> make them all eat broccoli. It's very good for you. It's so delicious. I love good broccoli. Oh, me too. That's so funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so then we see adult Kevin back at rehab and he goes to his room to find his mother sitting on the couch. Yeah. And she tells Kevin about his first day of kindergarten where he just waltzed right in. This doesn't surprise me at all. This is no, so like, I was like this Kevin. is pretty on brand. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and he didn't even look back, and she told the other kids to be more like Kevin. And she said, I never worried about you because I didn't think I had to, but I now know I was wrong. I feel like this is the most pitiful excuse in the yeah, entire it's world. It's not a good excuse. Like just because you didn't have to worry about him doesn't mean that you should never pay attention to him. <laughs> I'm sorry, but am I wrong? No, you know, you're not wrong at all. Like, I agree with you. It's like a lame excuse. I would say that she didn't have to worry about Randall very much because he was right. very independent and right. intelligent. And yes. yes, he had some anxiety issues, but right. that doesn't mean that she should put all of his, all of her attention into him all right. the time. Speaking of Randall being intelligent, how about Kevin in that, just to like roll back, how about Kevin being like, and I'm not, I know I'm not intelligent like you. And Randall's like, yeah, we all know that. <laughs> I know. Was so rude. It was rude. I know. I agreed. Sorry. Keep going. But I don't know. I just, uh, this like really made me mad. Like I me felt too. like I was like, wow, Rebecca. And then I think it's a little intrusive to assume that you can come into your son's room after a big blow up like that when you were absolutely like awful in the session as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. She has no boundaries. Yeah. But Dana since episode one. I know. Um, and then Kevin, and this is, this made me so mad because again, this is where Rebecca needs to be comforted by her children. Kevin says, I didn't have an unhappy childhood. Yeah. But then Rebecca admits, well, it wasn't as good as I thought it had, but we had moments. I feel it in my bones. Yeah, but she can't name a single one, which I think is still very sad. I agree. Okay, so I agree with this, but I also do like how they did this scene because to me, and then you see Rebecca get on the floor at the cabin. Which I think is beautiful. Like, I really liked that scene. Yes. I think that that's so, like, indicative of life, though. Yes. Because it's like... Rebecca says like she doesn't remember like or she can't come up like but she knows that they had moments between right. them right which it, but it's so true because it's like those little tiny moments like they pro- they probably right. don't remember you right. know Kevin coming into the bedroom and laying on the floor because his parents you know everybody right. was in bed without him but like it happened and I think that it's like these little moments that grow your relationships with people oh I totally agree with you it's like I mean I think it even you could go back to the Sylvester Stallone episode where he talks about little moments it's not like big things it's like little moments that make up your whole life that like flash in your head when you're 
you know, right. going yeah. through it. And I'm like, yeah, like I did. I really, I enjoyed that part. It ended nicely, but I was I still like, hmm. Yeah. And I feel like none of this is really resolved for a long time. I agree. Correct I me if I'm wrong. The ending of this episode, I thought more was going to come because yeah. I, it was a weird ending. Like the way it, the way it was like just done. Yeah. I just like the way that I, I don't know. I might be wrong and we'll have to see, but I feel like this, like the next several episodes don't address any of the stuff that goes on here. That's so. what they do. They like make you like. I feel like it's like seasons later. Like the Pearsons just kind of move on with their lives after yeah. this therapy session. Yeah. And then they should not have it, all it of them is, need therapy. It is like seasons therapy. later. Yeah. They need therapy. So I agree with you. Whole all of them. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. Which is sad because some of them do get it. Yeah. And some of them don't. The girls that get it, get it. And the girls that don't. <laughs> but anything like, else from the episode? I don't think so. All right. Did what you was your least, least? Oh, yeah. What was least favorite? My least favorite and favorite? Yeah. Um, I would say my least favorite might have been, I think, I don't want to say my least favorite is like, I did write down that my least favorite was like all the Pearsons in the therapy session at once, but I hate writing down stuff that's like good content. I just don't like the characters because they're unlikable so yeah. I think I might change that to just like all the wheat stuff surrounding Kate because I'm bored yeah. with it and then my favorite I think was the bench I just really liked that scene I thought it was very sweet with a close second of everybody the non-Pearsons at the bar yeah fair okay how about you um so my least favorite was Rebecca saying Randall was just easier Again, I feel like I know that this is it was the the sauce we needed for the episode, I guess. Right. But I feel like there's ways that they the show could have done this without making Rebecca seem so <laughs> awful Perfect. of a human being. Yes. Yeah. Because that's that's how I feel. Like I feel like for a character that's so prominent. Yeah, they're, they're like kind of turning her into a monster. Yeah, this is her villain origin story. Look, it's just and like I that. don't want to hate her. And that's the thing is she's like, I feel like out of all the characters in this entire show, like this is the Rebecca show in a way. Yeah. And they're like really making me hate her right now. I and I just, I don't want to hate her that much. Like I want her to have bad moments because that's, again, like that's what gives us juice, but this is too much. Yeah. Yeah. This too much. <laughs> yeah. So I wish that they had done that differently, to be honest. Yeah. I get that. Um, And then my favorite was also the big three on the bench. That's why I wrote it. I called it the big three on the bench. The big three on the bench. It's so I know I loved that and I like they use that like clip sometimes in like yes, promos and stuff I would like it might even be in like the um intro like little thing yeah I think it might be too little intro song like where they show clips and stuff but I love that little bench me too yeah me, me I loved it too and you said did you cry I put point point five because 
the bench scene got me a little bit, but like not, I didn't cry. It was just like a little bit of like my eyes watered slightly and then it went away. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. Yeah. You? No, I did not. Didn't think so. No. I saved all my real tears for the next episode. <laughs> Spoiler alert, everybody. I didn't cry in the next episode. Yeah. I'll, we'll get into it. It was, <laughs> okay. like, it was bad for me. um and then pop culture pick would you like me to go first would you like to go first um you can go first okay so my pop culture pick is the show on netflix called the sinner Mm. um it is a it's it's on season four now my suggestion is skip season three because it wasn't that good and what i like about bill pullman who is amazing um is a detective in it and it's produced by jessica beal and she's also in the first season um Mm. and yes that's jessica beal from seventh heaven um and uh bill pullman is like this detective and he solves cases but like it's it's just the way he like figures things out and like pieces piece things together you just want to keep watching because you keep seeing these glimpses of things Hmm. um and you don't have to watch every season because each season is a different case so like one season like there is a little bit it's kind of like criminal minds where every episode is a different case but there is like the storyline like entwined with life but you don't have to watch it to like even care about what's going on but it's so good I really liked it the third season was not good but one two and four were awesome and four just came out not that long ago so that's my pop culture pick it's a little dark but it's good that's okay um my pop culture pick this week is megan trainer just as a person and also a musician but um i've recently like so i've heard obviously like a, a lot of her music throughout the years but what i didn't know is that she produces like tons of music yeah like basically any artist that you can really think of it feels like she's written a song or produced a song for and I didn't know that till a couple of weeks ago either and she does it all independently which is really cool like she is her own like record person like literally her recording studios in the basement of her house yeah um which I just think that's like so cool and then like I listened to an interview with her and she talked about um her like mental health struggles and like how she really like went through it when she was like because she got into the music industry when she was like 18 years old and she like signed on to all of this and had no idea about it and I just thought that that was like such a cool like story basically to hear about like how far she's come at this point and everything yeah um like her life is like beautiful and she's you know she's a great person so yeah, I really like her. Yeah. All about that bass is one of my favorite songs, like of all time. It's a great yeah. song. I just love it. But well, and, yeah, and I loved like her um, new album. The whole like point behind it is she wrote it three months after her son was born, mm-hmm. and it's all about like how even though she's like a mom and stuff, like moms can still kill it, and like how like you know it's so hard and everything but like also you know like you don't lose yourself when you become a mother and I think that that's like really cool that's a really important message maybe Rebecca Pearson should have listened to that album yes well and she talks about how like there's just not a lot of like representation of mothers in like music industry and she said like 
until like Beyonce, basically, there was like no moms, like people didn't listen to you after you had children and stuff. And she's like, she really wants to change like that representation and stuff. So I love that. I thought that was cool. She's also married to Spy Kids. Yes, she is. (laughs) Junie Cortez. (laughs) And if you watch her like on her TikToks or whatever, she'll just say, I'm married to Spy Kids. That little baby they have is so cute. He is so cute. Oh my gosh. He's adorable. So yeah, listen to her music, but also just like follow her because I think that she's got a lot of big stuff coming, to be honest. Yeah. She seems very down to earth. I like her. She is. Yeah. I like like her. All right. Well, do you have anything else, Sage? No, I think that's it. Great. Well, this was concludes season two, episode 11 of This Is Us. Yeah. We have how many episodes left? Of season two, we've got seven. Mm, huh? Right? Seven? Seven, yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're going I know, that is past, guys. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. We'll be on season three, which is one of my favorite seasons. Me too. Where we know it. That's probably my favorite season, honestly. I think it is mine too. Yeah. I love it. But anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Um, yeah. If you'd like to write to us, please do um, slide into our DMs nicely at this too much pod on Instagram, or you can write to us via email um, this too much pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Comments, questions, thoughts, things you think we should do, things we could do better. Absolutely. But, you know, don't be a Rebecca Pearson. Maybe you could say it, you know, constructively. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Well, well, this was us. This was us. Bye. Bye.